What is up, Conscious Monkeys? How's everyone doing today? As always, I'm your host, Clayton Kateri, and this episode is going to be a wild one. Absolutely wild. Um, let me give you just the quick topics that we're going over here. Uh, this month is Men's Health Month, and so I've got a couple words I want to say on that. Uh, I want to go over some Jordan Peterson controversy. I went golfing um, this weekend, and there's a past life related to that, so stay tuned for that. Um, Giants existed. I don't know who didn't know that. I guess I didn't, and I have just went down this absolute crazy wormhole of Giants actually existing. And then I'm going to read some reviews on Apple, which let me see if I can grab my phone. Where did that go? Oh, shit. Not a good way to start this off. All right, we're back. I'll grab get to those in a second. Um, <laughs> let me see here. All right, let's start off. Men's Health Month. What is up? Men, I'm speaking with you, but I should know that even if you are a man, or sorry, excuse me, even if you are a female, or whatever you identify as, I believe that this is still a universal topic. I mean, we call it Men's Health Month, but... You know, with the shifting dynamics of this world, I, I feel like we should just call it Masculine Energy Health Month, quite frankly. Um, and I believe that this relies with anybody who's in their wounded masculine. And I believe this really would relate to the conversation that I had on episode 38. And it's going to relate to the conversation that I have on episode 41 as well. Um, so if you're listening to this, you're going to have to wait for episode 41 in a couple weeks. But. You can go back and listen to 38 uh, because as society, um, and maybe we're, we'll get into the patriarchy a little bit, but I, I feel like that's such a muddy word that I don't really know how to address it. I personally view it as just the fact that as a society, as a culture, mostly speaking about America, if you're listening to this in another country, it might not be the case for you, but in America, we have a very wounded masculine energy and it's really throttling our means for production. It's really throttling our way of life. And this manifests, and this is how it relates to men's health, is that it manifests as us telling kids, men in particular, that emotions are weakness. That if you have an emotion, if you feel emotional, that you need to suppress it, that it's unhealthy to be emotional, that you're weak if you are emotional. And I've come to find out that this is where your true power lies. This is where the most powerful forces in the universe exists are in your emotions. And yet we're told from such a young age that we need to get away. We need to suppress these emotions. And quite frankly, with like the, you know, mass shootings that have been occurring, any of them, I, I personally believe that you can really attribute it to the fact that we are so deeply in our wounded masculine. There is no way for us to express the emotions that we're going through, and instead of actually even talking about them or having anyone to talk to them with, we suppress them, and it becomes unhealthy, and it becomes a tyrannical, and then it becomes us wanting to exert our force onto the structure of society that we deem inappropriate. And I mean, if even if you break this down, like guns, steel is a very masculine object, like that is a masculine thing. To commit war... To commit 
acts of violence is a very masculine thing. I mean, that's why majority of people who commit crimes are men. It's why majority of mass shootings are carried out by men. I'm honestly not even sure of any females who have, but regardless, were the Columbine? I, I don't know. I'm going to get down in the wrong rabbit hole here. My point being is, is that masculine that that violence is usually perpetuated on the physical plane because of this unhealed masculine energy that resides in us and this is what happens whenever you get angry is that you're calling on your your wounded masculine in order to try to fix something in society the problem is is that you yourself are not integrated like like think of the think of the yin and yang you know you have that masculine section and if you're all in it you're just not even seeing the other half of reality. And so it is. So here's what I would challenge you to do is make sure that you are actually aligned. If you are truly aligned in your masculine and feminine. Okay. Now I'll give you a thumbs up to try to integrate something in society. However, if you're not even feeling into your emotions, if you're not listening, because emotions are just energy in motion and it's literally messages that are coming to you. And which is crazy because whenever we get into the golf story later, um, I, you know, I actually tapped into my emotions in order to learn something about a past life. We'll, we'll get to that. I'm getting too down the rabbit hole. The point is, is anytime that you're feeling emotions, it, it view it as energy in motion. It's the universal messages that are coming to you from the universe to say, Hey, here is a correction in your life or not even a correction, but a, a message that you cannot see with your physical eyes. You can't touch with your hands. You can't taste it with your mouth but you can feel it with your emotions. And so somehow throughout society, and I have my own, you know, quote unquote conspiracy theories. I mean, people will deem them as conspiracy theories, but I think they hold a lot of basis and truth come up that we have been taught to suppress our emotions because they're a weakness. And it actually gets pretty deep. It goes into like sex and stuff, but I don't know if I don't, <laughs> I'm trying to think, I don't, I don't know if I want to go that far down the rabbit hole because that's something that's come up recently, but uh, this is actually a dynamic that probably, st that actually feels like to me, and at least in my life started with sex, um, in a past life, which if you've heard me talk about was whenever I actually witnessed my wife, uh, getting, um, well, we're pretty much rated R on this, but basically getting gang raped. Uh, so, you know, and that, that instant actually made me afraid to go into my feminine energy because in the physical world i saw the quote unquote weakness and femininity which is not the case you know it was we can get into the why all that happened but all i can say for sure is just knowing this now i am now fully aware of the masculine energy that i am able to bring into my reality bring into my life and thus perpetuate more peaceful being able to deliver grounded peace or grounded creativity in this world, which I think that as men or even just as a masculine energy in society, that it is our individual responsibility to heal. And all I can say for sure is that I know I am doing the best that I can in order to perpetuate that. And I'm trying to do better every day. I'll be honest. I'm not perfect, but I just, I challenge, which is a masculine thing to do. I challenge any of you who are not feeling into your masculine, not feeling into that energy that you take some time to actually feel into that energy, make space within your body, within your mind to acknowledge those emotions. And it's a beautiful thing. I mean, I, I just, I challenge you. I dare you. If you don't do it, then to make space and feel into those emotions. And I really think that this actually ties in nicely to the Jordan Peterson controversy that's occurring. Um, 
let me I'm going to take a quick second here and I'm going to go on Twitter to actually pull up his actual quote because I think that it's damn I don't have water down here either my bad guys I'm really struggling on this one aren't I <clears throat> um ba 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 when did he tweet this didn't he tweet this recently Oh, man, I really got to go down. But essentially, there was a Sports Illustrated cover, a Sports Illustrated uh, swimsuit model edition. And <clears throat> and, it, and you know, I'll be honest, it wasn't a swimsuit model, we'll say. Um, they, you know, this lady was overweight. If you think that's fat shaming, then you need to come in touch with reality because she was overweight. I'll put a link to her picture down below so you to be the judge. And, you know, let me take a step back here. I'm sorry. I'm kind of going down a tangent here. But, you know, let me let me explain a little bit of my I don't think that's important. I wanted to explain a little bit of my history of listening to Jordan. I will say that I think he gets a little angry fast. I'll say that that would be my criticism of, of Dr. Jordan Peterson. I think he's an absolutely brilliant man. I think the one step he falls short is getting angry, but let's get back to the tweet. Um, so I'll, I'll show a link down below of the picture of the SI and you be the judge. I personally think she's probably a little bit overweight. Uh, take that or leave that for what it is. I look, I have some pounds of fat that I I'm trying to work off. Like by no means am I a model, Right. And I think that's the point we're trying to talk about here is that there's no, you know, I, I wouldn't expect a magazine cover yet. I will in the future, but we'll come to that at a different point. <laughs> I'm not like a swimsuit model. Like I'm not going to go to the Mr. Olympia and win because I don't have the muscles. I just physically don't. And so there's a category around, well, let me get back to it. So basically Jordan Peterson wrote a tweet, um, said something along the lines of like, not beautiful. Like, sorry, not beautiful. I will not condone. You know, this isn't really fair to him. Let me. Um... He wrote something along those lines. And don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not. I think that he missed. I think he missed a great opportunity. I'll tell you that right now is that I think he missed a great opportunity. Um, so what he wrote was sorry. Oh, I just had it. Sorry, not beautiful. And no amount of authoritarian tolerance is going to change that. Now, here's the deal. Here's what he's trying to point out. Let me let me say my interpretation of what I believe he's trying to point out. Let me let me talk about the the first. And I'm sorry, guys, that this is a little hectic, but but I feel like this is a conversation that is hard to have solo. But I need to articulate myself the way that it's coming to me. Where, you know, I think he missed an opportunity by saying not beautiful. Because the thing is, is that we all are beautiful. Every single individual person is beautiful. There is beauty within every single person. So I think his first misstep was just saying not beautiful, because I'll disagree with that. Everybody's beautiful in their own way. But to get to his point, right? And his point is to say no amount of authoritarian tolerance is going to change that. The point, though, is, is that the left has gone so far left where they are now trying to change the structure of reality. And this is a problem guys, because this is a very deep problem that they are trying to go so far in the name of exclusion to try to have this argument that anybody can be a swimsuit model. 
Well, anybody can be Mr. Olympia. Well, anybody can be a golfer. Well, anybody can do this or that or that. And it actually kind of takes away from our individual limitations in this world. In a sense, it's like, you know, this, uh, let's come back to the situation. It's like, you know, you're, you're trying to argue in the name of inclusion that this lady is a swimsuit model. Like, don't get me wrong. She is a beautiful lady at, uh, like, like just by, just by her nature of being, she is beautiful. But the problem is, is that you're trying to put her into a category of beauty where she does not exist. And I don't see why that's something we should freak out about. In my opinion, we need to have a conversation about why we are trying to shift the modality of understanding in our life. Why are we trying to absolutely change the definition of words? And I think that's the problem because now we're just going to create even more confusion in this world. And I think that's a huge issue that we have is a lot of people are confused. I think a lot of people don't understand their place in the world and are trying to find meaning in the external world before going to their internal world, which is something we touched on at the beginning here. And my point is, the whole point I want to get at here is that it's a physical world manipulation in order to try to conform the way of thinking into the way that they want. The problem becomes that this doesn't actually line up with reality. Like if you've ever seen a movie that is completely flopped on its face, they're usually trying to do something like this because at some level, some intrinsic level of human belief structure, like even the people who put that that lady on the SI cover knew they knew at a fundamental level of truth that she was not a model and that's completely fine. Like I'm not a model, but I'm still beautiful. She's not a model, but she is still beautiful. And again, this is where I kind of say that I think his tweet missed the mark is that he just says, sorry, not beautiful. She is beautiful. She's just not in the category of swimsuit model. Beautiful. She's her own type of beautiful. And that's really what I think the important thing is to note with that whole, um, whole thing and i'm not going to go too deep into it because i think that that kind of wraps up majority of the shit that i'm trying to say on it i just kind of want to alliterate alliterate illustrate i just want to illustrate that it's like we don't all we not we aren't all the same type of beautiful we all are beautiful but it's in our own unique way you're you know it's like you're, you're trying to say that all snow <laughs> that's a, probably a weird way to say it um but may, I, I hope that made sense. I think that made sense. So um, feel free to, I'll be happy to elaborate on that more. Hopefully that doesn't cause too much controversy within my audience. I'm, I'm hoping that I've kind of established a pretty, pretty diverse audience. I don't know. Um, but let's, let's get back to the uh, golfing, the golfing uh, past life. Cause I know you guys are more interested in past lives than than controversy because you know, it just controversy brings us down to a low vibration, but let's talk about high vibes, this golf situation. So, so over the last probably three or four months, is that fair? Three or four months, probably longer, probably in the last two years. Wow. That just really jumped there. Didn't it? <laughs> in the last year and a half, I would say that over, I've probably had four dreams related to golfing. Uh, either people were golfing on my front lawn or I was golfing at a course with a friend or I was golfing with my dad. And I had another golf dream recently, maybe about a month ago was my most recent one. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I need to start golfing. I need to go back to golfing again. Like, I don't know why I stopped. Like, so I had my, my aunt and uncle shout out to my uh, aunt and uncle. If you guys are listening, but they shipped out my clubs, um, from, you know, their house, shipped them back to Pittsburgh. And, and so we went and I went golfing with some buddies of mine. Now, mind you, this was my third round 
in the last three years. And anyone who doesn't know about golfing is like, it's a sport that you need to keep up with and continuously do. Um, and you know, for those who also don't know the game, essentially, like if you, if you score, uh, if you get one under par, par is essentially the average shot. Honestly, this is going to get kind of technical. Let me try to keep it high level, but for the technical people out there, um, my handicap was like an 18, which for those who don't know, it means I averaged one stroke above par on every hole, but that's what it used to be. So what that means is if the par is 72, then on average, I would be shooting like, uh, is that a 100? 90? 90? That doesn't feel right. I don't know. Something like that. Maybe like a 90, 95-ish. I was usually like in the high 90s. But so for my third round in three years, I shot a 103, which to me is wild. I had There was one streak where I went par, birdie, par. And on that second par, I actually had a birdie attempt, but then got in my head, wasn't paying attention. And what I'm trying to point out here is that, you know, for my third round in three years, this is insane. The fact that I still have retained all of this skill, let's say. And so what it led me to believe in this intuitive download I got is that I was actually a golfer in my past life. Um, yeah. And there was something that was just there that I like went on this trip to golf and all this kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, this trip to golf, sorry guys, I'm kind of like losing my train of thought. I feel like I'm not delivering some good stuff. I'm going to power through it, but I'm just, I don't have my water. I don't have all my stuff. Um, <laughs> uh, so where are we going? Um, yeah, I was golfing as a kid, which this is going to tie into past lives as well, because as a kid, I had access to golf. My parents used to belong to a country club. And so I got golf lessons when I was a kid, golfed a lot as a kid. Um, and so in my mind, I kind of realized like, oh shit, like, you know, if you kind of like, if you do something as a kid, usually in your life planning, whenever you were a soul before entering this human body, you had put it in your life plan in order to like be able to do the certain things that you wanted to do in this life in order to have certain experiences to cultivate a certain reality. So the fact that I was able to golf as a kid, it told me that in my life planning, I wanted to have access to golfing. So I was like, oh shit, like, okay, why would I want to do that? So I kind of started getting this premonition that it was in a past life because of the fact of like, it was coming to my, it was coming in my dreams. The fact that I basically have retained the same skill set that I had for the last three years with only playing three rounds. Um, and it's wild too, because this came all to a head whenever uh, we were talking about father's day and my mom actually showed me a quote unquote present that I quote unquote got for my dad whenever I would have been three months old which was a painting of a little kid playing golf. Think about how wild that is. You know, that was by, excuse me. I know my mom bought it for me, but isn't that wild that like as a kid and even on the back of it, it says like, you know, happy first father's day from Clayton. I, I don't know. I mean, to me, like, I, I think that's just absolutely wild because it kind of like highlights, it highlights I don't know. To me, that resonated. Maybe it won't resonate to you, which is totally cool. It resonated to me, which was like, holy shit. Like, okay, I was totally a golfer in a past life. Um, and then, so I went into my own Akashic records. So here's where it gets wild. Ready? Ready for this? You guys ready? Buckle up, buckle up, buckle up. If you're still here, buckle that seatbelt because it's going to get wild. So I went into my Akashic records. I learned some more stuff about that past life. Um, I'm not going to share all the details here, but something that actually occurred this morning is you know, 
I'm not sure how many people are aware, but I had a TikTok that absolutely went viral, absolute viral insanity. Like as of this morning, it was like 930,000 views, which is stupid. And so it's on pace to hit a million views probably today or tomorrow. So actually, when you're listening to this, it might actually be at a million views, which would be absolutely insane. So tomorrow, today or tomorrow, tomorrow or the next day, which would be what Friday, it'll probably be at a million views. So go check it out. But, and this is what comes back to my whole emotions being energy and motion thing, is that whenever I saw criticism on it, I got like this rush of anxiety. Like I would get anxious and my like, you know, I would kind of feel like low and kind of like stagnant. And it was really bizarre to me that it kept happening. And I realized that some of the information in this video, of course, isn't 100% factually accurate. Because, and I'll be completely honest with you guys, I just saw like one article, I thought the information was interesting, and I basically just almost repeated word for word what was in the article, and I just made a video of it and attached my name and face to it, which obviously I think I need to learn that lesson, but this might be that lesson (laughs) to at least do some research. I did release a follow-up video that nobody watched, of course, um, correcting the wrongs in that video, but the point that I'm trying to show you guys here, the point that I want to make is that I was getting this rush of anxiety anytime I would see negative comments. And I think that's normal for people. I think people are normally, you know, whenever you get criticized, you take it to heart. You take it more so the negativity than you do the positivity. And so this really fascinated me. And then people started doing stitches where they would basically like take my video and then comment on the things that I say in the video. And this was ripping me even more like to, to hear, to see someone else taking the time to, you know, criticize the you know video I put out. And like, here's the crazy thing is like, don't get me wrong. I put zero, really put zero effort into researching this. Like, don't get me wrong. I totally get that. But I was still reaching this level of anxiety and I was like, fuck, like this hurts. This is painful. And so where this comes back to this morning is that I received a download that in this past life, that past life where I was a golfer, that I actually, because of public criticism, I committed suicide. How crazy is that? And it made so much sense to me that the public criticism just got to me and I ended up committing suicide in this past life because of the public criticism. Um, And it's so wild because I had like this burden lifted. It was like having that realization, I no longer felt as strong of anxiety with the criticism. It was like, whoa, like... That was the trapped energy. That was the message in the energy that was coming back to me. And if you've never explored the energy or your emotions, then this might not make that much sense to you. But I I just found it so wild. Um, So yeah, so with all that being said, if you're listening to this, I have zero intention. And I realize now that if I do forever choose to commit suicide, I'll be repeating a life. But I want to make very crystal clear that that will not be the case um, because I know that I am pursuing knowledge that has been very hidden. So who knows what dark forces will do at some point in time. But regardless, that's not my control. I just want to put it out there. Add me to the conspiracy list if that happens because now I have seen that in a past life, I actually did do that. And so now I have to deal with the emotions in this life. So therefore, I should probably just not do that again. Otherwise I'm just going to have to deal with that in a future life. So take that or take that or leave it. Um, and I guess that kind of like wraps into what, uh, you know, Christians say is that, uh, you basically, you know, they say that you go to hell if you commit suicide, but 
you know, I think that I've been reading a lot of stuff where people believe that in, instead of quote unquote going to hell, I guess, um, you don't really go to hell. People actually view earth as quote unquote hell and that heaven is actually just transcending from earth. And so by quote unquote going to hell, you just repeat your journey on earth, which I guess kind of makes sense to me. I don't, I don't, I can't tell you for sure. I don't really know. Um, I, I guess a little bit of that, a little bit of that resonates with me, but I think that the dynamics of heaven and hell, you could also say that hell is not knowing that you actually create your reality and heaven is actually having the conscious awareness that you do create your reality. I think there's a lot of parallels here. So I don't think we should get married to the idea of heaven and hell. I think that there are different metaphysical structures that you can use to alliterate or to explain what heaven and hell are. I just thought that was an interesting one that actually resonates in this particular situation. But speaking of Earth, speaking of this plane of existence, I came across something that was actually pretty freaking crazy. And uh, giants, like giant beings. And whenever I say giants, I'm not saying like, you know, eight foot tall. I'm talking about like 36 foot tall fucking like human beings used to exist on Earth. And if you've never heard of this, I'm going to include a link below uh, with giants. Like there's a little reel I saw on Instagram of pictures with like fucking giants like these dudes had to have been like 20 foot tall people with humans and so check out this uh instagram reel i have below highly suggest you also do your own research because i am very new to this idea and then the other crazy thing is, is i think that it was actually referenced in the bible that there was a time when giants existed like there's a ton of texts that actually allude to the fact that giants existed on earth like i think they were called the nephilim or something like that i'm very new to this guy so please i am i'll bring on some giant expert that's what i should do i should bring on a giant expert to talk to us um but i'm kind of just proposing all this as an idea i don't want any of this information regarding giants to come across as factual but it makes sense to me like how fucking crazy is that and then it wouldn't be too outlandish for us to believe that there's such a thing as a uh, Bigfoot because in, in retrospect, the idea of Bigfoot is actually small compared to what these actual giants are. Like it kind of breaks your mind when you actually look at these pictures of how fucking huge, excuse my language, how huge these dudes are. Um, I just use cursing for emphasis, by the way, if you ever, it's just like an excitement. So if that turns you off, so be it. But you know, it, it is what it is. It's who I am. I'm not going to change. Uh, <sighs> And I know I'm making that comment because somebody on my TikTok thing was like, oh, I got turned off whenever you started to swear. And I think I only said like, damn or shit, um, but let it go. I shouldn't even be really focusing my energy on that. Just want to make that, you know, quick little caveat that I think is you're not using it out of anger. Like I kind of use it like more out of a, what's it called? Excitement. Um, and other people, you know, they decide to use it from a place of anger, I guess. I don't know. Anyhow, anywho, um, yeah, I think that's basically it. Men's health, Jordan Peterson, golfing, and giants. <laughs> if anyone knows a giant expert, send them my way because I want to talk with them. I want to get their their scoop on giants. Check out all the links below for all the stuff I was talking about. Again, take it or leave it. You don't have to take this as gospel truth. Truth is subjective. Oh, and I got the Apple reviews. If you didn't know, I read the reviews on Apple, um, so... Go download my podcast, which is the Traveling to Consciousness app. And yeah, you can uh, look. I've also had an influx of people who have been wanting to donate or like just give me money, which is so sick. Like 
like it's so cool to me that people just actually just want to give me money because of what I've been doing. And don't get me wrong, I've been trying to manifest money or I have been manifesting money. And I guess this is the consequence of that, but I don't like, I just want to give you guys this information. Like I'm basically on this exploration of my life and just trying to like almost capture it piece by piece. Um, so if that is you who would love to donate, I like, it would be amazing for me because I'm trying to do this as my full, it is my full-time gig, all of my effort, all of my energy over the last 12 months, 12 months, holy shit, 12 months has been about learning more information you know, scheduling guests, talking to guests, bringing them on the podcast, you know, creating these TikTok videos to help reach out to more people, expand my awareness, reading. Like I, I just read books so I can learn more information about this so that I can relay it to you guys. Cause as much as this is like a traveling journey in my consciousness, I want this to be a conscious travel and journey and whatever you want to call it in your own consciousness as well. Because if we're not expanding, we're standing still. And so, you know, like, like we're talking about giants now, my TikTok blew up because I was talking about Jesus and I'm trying to bring on a, uh, a doctor who has talked about these hidden texts of Jesus. And so, you know, I'm not completely crazy. <laughs> and so it's, it's really, you know, so that's really where this money's going to is to make sure that I'm able to actually fund this life. Like I'm, I have no interest in actually becoming, you know, famous. I will also tell you this, uh, or rich is what I meant. Um, famous would be dope just because I want this message to get to more people, take it or leave it. You don't have to take this as truth, but getting back to the money aspect, of course, because we live in a physical world, money comes to play. And if you feel called to donate, please do so. I mean, like, it means so much from the bottom of my heart, like to, to think that somebody is willing to give me any amount of money that they seem necessary deem as the value that I have contributed to their life. Just, it means the world to me and it's motivation to keep me going and to keep producing this stuff. Uh, there's so many different ways you can donate. You can, if you want to donate versus Venmo, it's at Clayton dash If you want to donate on Patreon, like as a consistent subscriber, you can do that as well. Uh, you're able after three, six, every three months on uh, Patreon, you actually get like a product in the mail, which is pretty cool. Cause I don't actually have any products anywhere at all, except on Patreon. So for now in the future, that will change. But for now, there's like a you can go on Patreon and actually, I think if you donate eight or twelve twenty one dollars per month, there's also a lower option to do three dollars. You can buy, um, you can get all my shit ad free by go downloading the uh, app and then actually, you know, giving giving monthly in those regards. I think that there's a uh, what is it? It's like eight dollars, I think, and then a there's a more expensive version, but you get like everything. Like if you get the expensive version, you get everything that I ever put out. And so I need to close off some of that stuff. I, I want everyone to get it, but I just I gotta close it off because it's so valuable. Like the stuff is so valuable that I just it would be disrespectful. That's what it is. Wow, I'm just realizing this now. It would actually be disrespectful to the video and the content that I'm producing in those rights if I just gave it for free because I don't believe that everybody would. I don't believe that if I gave it for free, you guys would see it as valueless and I need to put the high price tag on it. So you understand the value that it actually is, um, which is interesting because I believe that these interviews and podcasts are super valuable, but I, I got to get you in the front door, I guess, somehow. I mean, you know, but it's, I guess it's just to show like how much more value is on the other side if, if you so choose. So look, anything is absolutely, absolutely from the bottom of my heart. Um, blessed. It's amazing with the app, with regards to the app, please buy on the website because they take a portion if you buy it on the app. And the last thing I'll say, and this is huge is that I donate 10% of everything that I get. I donate it. Like I just, 
I've read the book. Uh, this is a high, this is a plug. Uh, if you read the book, uh, wealth, a happy pocket full of money by uh, Derek Nakandi, I might've butchered that name. He talks about this and, and basically anytime I make any money, I automatically donate 10% to a charity or something that's calling to me. Uh, you've heard me talk about Jimmy darts. I've donated to him countless numbers of dollars. Um, so again, if you donate me $10, $1 of that automatically goes to some sort of charity, uh, that I deem, you know, that I am feeling called to donate to in that time. So I just want to put that out there that, you know, I donate, I'll tell you, I'll be honest with you. I donate 10%. I save, I think like 15%, 10 to 15% for tax purposes. I then put 10% away into savings and I literally spend the rest. That's my whole goal in life. That is because I want the money to keep circulating because if I keep putting money out there, it'll keep coming back to me is the way I see the world. And I think that's a powerful lesson for anybody, uh, who is, um, damn, I guess I'm talking about money now. That's pretty cool. Um, sorry, I'm just making a note here. Um, yeah. And so where am I going with that? I guess, you know, my whole point is just that, yeah, you, you, you reap what you sow, right? So I've just been spending money like crazy because I'm like, just get it out there. Just get it out there. I want it to come back to me. So I, I'm just spending it. Cause if you're just sitting on it, like I, I think it evokes fear. I think it brings that mindset of scarcity and fear versus like letting it go work for you. And I think that's what happens. Anytime you pay parking on the side of the road to, you know, paying a coach to, you know, you learn more about yourself. I think you're literally signaling to the universe that you understand. Well, here's the caveat is you actually need to do it with the acknowledgement that it will come back to you. Because if you're just spending it out of fear, that's going to be a completely different energy than if you're spending it, knowing that it's going to come back to you. I could talk about that for ages. Um, but really the main point is, is just like, you know, it means a lot to me. It gives me more confidence. That's what it does. It gives me even more confidence in this system of, you know, donating and giving out and spending money because I know it'll come back to me. So yeah, if, if you choose to donate, if that feels called something to you, I want you every single time that you donate to me to view that money as coming back to you ninefold. So if you donate, uh, I think there's like a $3 thing. If you donate $3 to me per month, realize that that means 27 more dollars are coming back to you in the future. If you decide to donate $10 per month, realize that that means in the future, $90 is going to come back to you. It's honestly probably the greatest investment strategy in the world, if I had to be honest. And I, I think there's no other proof in the pudding than my TikTok because my TikTok's blown up and now I'm making $10 a day, which might sound like nothing, but that's just the starting point. I've been investing in those roots. The way I view it is like a, a plant. I view it like a plant that's trying to grow and I've been just drowning it in energy. I've been just putting so much into the roots, so much love, so much energy, so much care into the roots of this, this plant that I've been trying to grow that I'm now just seeing the, the grass come out of this, out of the soil. It's, it's been nine months of me, ironically, nine months of me being like, okay, I'm spending this money knowing that it's coming back ninefold. I'm spending this money knowing it's coming back ninefold. And it makes me excited. Like I'm actually happy and full of joy when I spend money. And now I literally have people being like, Hey, I want to spend money. I want to sign up for your, I want to pay you for your Akashic records reading, which is something I'm doing. Um, click the link below, click my master link. I'm not sure when on Linktree I'm going to release that, but I'm going to be starting to take, uh, to do, to do Akashic readings for payment. Um, yeah, so look for that. Uh, and I feel like I'm rambling at this point, but yeah, I just wanted to express my gratitude for anybody who has offered to, you know, send me money for giving the Akashic records or for payment. 
again, check the link below, my master link. Uh, it's going to take you to Linktree. You can go to my website and uh, buy a monthly subscription there. You can go to Patreon and buy a monthly subscription there. You can send me money via Venmo. Uh, there's also a PayPal link you can donate via there. Literally just whatever you feel called to. If you don't, that's also totally cool. I'm happy to just help you on this journey. Maybe, here's the idea. Maybe try this ninefold technique in your life. Try spending, like try a week or two of spending money with the intention that it's gonna come back ninefold and watch how much money keeps coming into your life after you do that. It's gonna come from nowhere. You initially are gonna like view it as this like, uh, from like a logical mindset, you're gonna be like, oh, I knew, what is it? You're gonna view it from a logical mindset where you're kind of like, oh, I knew that money was gonna come or I knew that money was gonna come. But just, it's not the case whatsoever. So just keep trying it until you realize that it's not happening from this logical place. It's happening because you're now spending money out of understanding that it will come back to you. So take that energy as you will. Um, and then once you realize that, now you get to come back to me and send me money. And that's the crazy web of how all of this is connected. The fact that now I am showing you how you can become wealth conscious and create more money you, it then attracts more money to me because you're like, holy shit, Clayton taught me that, you know, if I spend something, spend money with the intention that it's going to come back to me ninefold, it actually does. I want to donate to him for that. And so then it creates this like web of compounding interest for all of us because abundance is the only thing. Well, that's not true, but abundance is the codes of this universe that actually works for all of us. If you live in scarcity, you're going to experience scarcity. If you live in abundance, you're going to experience abundance. My whole goal is to get you to experience abundance because that in turn will help me experience abundance. I'm trying to be selfishly selfless, if that makes sense. Guys, I love you. This has been a rant. This is probably my longest rant to date. And that's so pretty cool. Hopefully you guys stay with me throughout it. There's just a couple bumps in the road, but who said it was going to be easy sailing? So if you made it to the end, thank you. Please, please, please consider donating. If not, totally cool. Try that ninefold technique. I guarantee you it will work because that's how this universe works. Um, believe it or not, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, if you don't believe it, then you're right. You know, <laughs> not much I can tell you from that point of view. Other than that, conscious monkeys, I absolutely love you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening. I, gosh, life is so beautiful, guys. Every one of you is beautiful in your own way. Do not, do not allow societal standards to demonize your beauty. Like, you know, personally, I've struggled with acne, but there's like beauty in that. There's beauty in understanding you need to fall in love with the beauty that you deem not as beautiful because there is no, I mean, you can deem things as being ugly and unattractive, but there's beauty to be found in the most quote unquote ugliest things that you believe that are ugly. I mean, it's just a societal construct, right? I mean, you know, and that's what I, I guess I'll try to leave it on is that everything about you is beautiful. And once you realize that, it magnetizes the beauty. You are worthy. You are beautiful. Um, repeat that. Repeat that. Say, I am beauty. I am beautiful and I am worthy. Say that in a mirror. I dare you. That'll be the other dare. Is I dare you to go up to a mirror and say, I am beautiful. I am worthy. Do it. I, I dare you. I fucking dare you. <laughs> uh, I dare you. I, I like if, if you're so strong and mighty and powerful, blah, 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 blah. Do it. I dare you. Oh, the Apple reviews. I didn't even read those. Um, well, there's only one. It's got eight ratings, which is super dope. So thank you to everyone who rated. But I can only read uh, the ones that, you know, came through. And, you know, this is username is Anonymous Chubbs. So 
Although I think I know who that is because of Chubbs, but it didn't really work out because it's not anonymous. So, <laughs> um, five star just downloaded app works great and is very seamless to pick up great content as well with everything you need to expand your mind. Can't wait to travel further with Clayton anonymous Chubbs. Thank you so much, man. That means so much to me guys go download, go rate the app. You do have to open the app if you do want to download it. So just keep that in mind. Um, yeah, go check out all the amazing products, please. Uh, gosh, it would mean the world to me if you guys donated. It'd be so cool. Like, dude, I'm doing what I fucking love. I'm doing what I fucking love. It's so cool to just talk to you guys, to spread this message, spread this awareness. And you are beautiful. You're beautiful. You're amazing. You are one of a kind. Keep radiating your inner beauty. And gosh, just watch the world just transform around you because that's what I've done. And it's... Yeah, that's all. That's all I can say. So I love you guys. Conscious monkeys, you're absolutely beautiful. And I'll see you all in the sixth dimension.